the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Walmart still wants customers, but just a few at a time. The nation's largest retailers are allowing no more than five customers for each 1,000 square feet at a given time, roughly about 20% of the average store's capacity. To oversee the restriction, workers will mark a line at a single entry door and direct arriving customers there where they'll be admitted one by one. Walmart joins Target and others trying to limit the number of customers in the store to curb the spread of the coronavirus. That's correspondent Ron Durokstra. A man with a knife attacked people outside of the French city of Lyon today, killing two. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Salem Communications Holding Corporation stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC from time to time will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents that are responsible for any and all taxes. For full contest rules, see this station's website. The Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla film No Safe Spaces is available for streaming on demand, but only for a limited time and only through us here at Salem Media. Just go to am1280thepatriot.com or watch salemmedia.com to stream No Safe Spaces today. Just past 1 o'clock on the Sunday afternoon here in the Twin Cities, take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. Sunny skies with a high of 56. We got Hour 1, Brad Carlson Show of the Narn, starting right now on The Patriot. expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and go launch sequence. Engineering, go flight. Master control, go flight. Studio engineer, go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow with any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And yes, I did fire up the Facebook Live on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and feel free to follow the broadcast via video. And we do have a uh, we do have an opportunity for you to leave comments. So if you leave any comments or questions in the uh, thread there on the video, I will be sure to get to them during the broadcast. And we had a, we had a fun show last week. Uh, you know, obviously it's a very sobering topic, very somber topic. This COVID nineteen pandemic. Nevertheless, I can't tell you how much. I appreciate you, the listeners, and all the phone calls we got last week. I get it. You're at home. Not a lot going on, you know, and so you have the time. But that's all right. We still appreciate it like you would not believe. And it was it, I, I, I've been on this show. I think I've had my weekly show for almost nine years now. And it if it was not a record number of calls for one show, it was close. It was close. So it was a record number for me since I've been producing your yeah, show. That's for sure. I would venture to say that's that part is true. Uh, but overall, I'm, I'm not 100. percent But whatever. You you called and you made valued contributions, and I appreciate it because I say many a time that I could talk for two hours straight with no guests, no phone calls, and still have plenty of topics left over. It's just uh, you know that's kind of what I do during the week is you know a blog at bradcarlson.org and as well as follow all the news and you know I have my opinions and my insights and so uh but nevertheless that's not the most desirous thing for me to do uh the, it would 
it's second only to just interacting with listeners. Uh, those who agree with me and those who don't, and there are plenty who don't agree with me, and uh, that's that's great too. You, uh, it, this, the rule is the same here on this show as Mitch's. If you don't agree with me, you you go to the front of the line is on the uh, on the phone. So it all works out good. But I want to spend this first hour uh, talking about the government response to this pandemic, whether it be at the state level or federal level. And a lot of people who may not have been as well-versed in politics or how government works are beginning to understand all of the jokes that have been at government's expense for decades, you know, where, uh, where if there was a, some sort of project is inefficient and rife with trouble, you know, you say, well, it's good enough for government work, you know, and we're beginning to see that come to fruition with this. Now, that's not to say there aren't dedicated elected officials out there. There absolutely are. But unfortunately, what happens is oftentimes, you know, the government, they ex- well, the government does exist to safeguard our inalienable rights as laid out by the Constitution of the United States. Okay, and obviously states, the, the individual states have their own state constitutions, and the same applies with governors there, is to ensure that our rights are safeguarded. And governors have been given uh, some extra leeway, shall we say, via statutes that have been passed by previous legislatures to enact executive orders and make emergency powers decisions on how to react during a crisis, in this case, this COVID-19 pandemic. And many states, I think it's up to 42 of them now, have some sort of stay-at-home order or shelter in place. Well, and that includes the Twin Cities. On March 17th, effective March 17th, uh, Governor Tim Walls here in Minnesota indicated that all bars and restaurants were to be closed with the exception of any establishment that offers curbside uh, pickup of food or, or takeout, that sort of thing. And then the following week, he issued a stay-at-home order, meaning you know, stay in your place unless you unless you are traveling someplace essential, like you know, grocery store, uh, you know, emergency medical services, whatever. And if you are working for an employer that is considered essential, you know, then you can travel to your employer. Like my employer that I have during the week has been deemed essential by the federal government. And I even got a letter, and I think I mentioned it last week, you know, the letter that I have indicating that uh, I'm an employee of this essential company. It's almost like, you know, your papers, please, you know, if you get pulled over. Thankfully, it's it's not going to be anything like that. But what some Minnesotans were bothered by, and, and I, I took issue with this too, is there was a hotline that was established where you could call to report violations of this stay-at-home order. For instance, uh, you know, the governor mentioned during one of his daily press briefings last week that he was hearing of a lot of individuals gathering around Minneapolis Lakes. You know, obviously, Minneapolis Lakes, whether it be Calhoun, Lake of the Isles, um, Harriet, what have you, there were a lot of people gathering around one of the nice days that we had in late March. And obviously, that's flies in the face of the social distancing protocols that we're supposed to practice, you know, not be within six feet of anybody else and not have gatherings of more than I think it's 10 people or whatever the case. And so he indicated that was a violation. And later on, there was a hotline plus an email for residents if they see people violating this stay-at-home order. Now, this And Mitch was bringing this up yesterday in his program, and I actually texted him and, and brought this up because Los Angeles is um, issuing a broader scale of this, city of Los Angeles, particularly Mayor uh, Eric Garcetti, son of Gil Garcetti, who was the prosecutor during the, uh, the uh, prosecuting, uh, the, the district attorney uh, during the O.J. Simpson case back in the mid-'90s. I don't know. So if you recognize the name Garcetti. Uh, Eric Garcetti, Los Angeles mayor, basically said uh, the quote, and I'm paraphrasing, you know what they say about snitches. Well, in this case, snitches get rewards. You know, because, you know, the saying is snitches get stitches. You know, if you rat on your, uh, if you rat out your colleagues or peers or whatever committing a crime, you know, it's it's mob-like tactics. Snitches get stitches. 
or in this case, snitches get rewards. So you're, you're, you're encouraging people in Los Angeles, if somebody's violating the stay-at-home order, shelter-in-place order, whatever you want to call it, social distancing, what have you, that you will get a reward. You know, it's like these, like people's face gets up on, on a wanted poster. Wanted. This guy was seen hanging around a crowd of 12 people at, uh, at the beach the other day. You know, uh, $5,000 reward for his whereabouts. You know, it, it, I, I'm being a little exaggerating, but the fact that you get a reward for turning somebody in is ludicrous. And I made, I, I texted this to Mitch yesterday. I says, you know, it sounds awfully similar to, or this particular policy sounds prone to abuse in much the same way that red flag laws could be prone to abuse. Because, of course, that's been the big legislation that had been bandied about many state legislatures are red flag laws, where basically a neighbor says, hey, uh, my neighbor, he's scaring me. I think he might be a danger to me, maybe a danger to himself. And I know he's got firearms in his house, and so the legal authorities can go in and confiscate his firearms without any due process, without that neighbor being able to speak in his own defense to prove that I am not a danger, okay? They can just go and take his firearms, and he has to go through legal channels to try to prove that he's not a danger, but they've already taken the action as if he were a danger. So much for due process. You know, we've talked about this ad nauseum on the show. And I said to Mitch, he says, you know, this, this sounds like this, these could be abused in much the same way red flag laws have the potential to be abused. In that, hey, you know, my neighbor, who I don't like, uh, he uh, was in a uh, group of 15 people at his house the other day. Uh, and then a violation of these uh, shelter-in-place social distancing statutes or protocols that, we've, uh, that have been handed down. So uh, I'm disappointed that we in Minnesota have had this. If you look at the uh, – someone tweeted this out this morning, as a matter of fact. It was a very useful chart. I, I, I'm a numbers geek myself, so I'm, I'm fascinated by uh, stats and, and numbers. Uh, even if these are a bit sobering, I mean, you're seeing the numbers tick up for uh, deaths as a result of, of COVID-19. Obviously, the number of infections are increasing, but – you could certainly attribute that to the fact that there is more uh, tests being performed because there's more ability to it. So they're talking about COVID-19 cases. And you have, uh, as of April 5th, they were breaking down COVID cases and compared to the percentage of population. Like, for example, uh, white people make up 82% of the population of Minnesota. Well, the COVID cases in Minnesota among white people is 84%. So it's pretty proportional to the population. Blacks, 7% population, 7% of the COVID cases. Asians, 5% of the population, 5% of COVID cases. And then you have Native American, 1% of the population, 1% of COVID cases. And then other, it's basically uh, 5% of the population, they have 3% of the cases. So it's pretty aligned with the in terms of population. So when you have Alexandria Tide Pot of Ida Ocasio-Cortez saying that there should be some sort of reparations for minority communities because they're disproportionately uh, affected, well, it's dependent upon the area. Like New York City, for example, that's a very highly popular, highly densely populated area, and it's very diverse, very diverse. New York City, is there any more of a diverse city? Jason, you live there. I mean, it's a very diverse city. No, it's the cultural center of the entire world. Right. And so, you know, you're you're going to get numbers probably consistent with population because it's so densely populated. So the point is, is that, uh, and I bring all this up to say that is it really productive to snitch on your neighbors if it was something egregious okay like uh you know someone's having a backyard party of 100 people and they're making a lot of noise and keeping you up okay well then maybe they can cite the lack of social distancing in addition to uh you know causing uh, disturbing the peace you know that's a that's a legal terminology that you know people can be cited for okay and then when say police show up they see 100 people there then they decide well this also violates social distancing but you know, my point in, in bringing this up is we're 
it it seems like looking at some of these various charts of the state of Minnesota, we're we're doing a pretty solid job of maintaining that social distancing and adhering to the governor's desire that we we stay at home. I don't think we really needed a, a governor's order because when people see that this was starting to spiral out of control, they say, oh my gosh, what can we do to stem the tide of this? It's like, well, wash your hands incessantly, use a little hand sanitizer in addition to, not instead of washing your hands, in addition to washing your hands, use hand sanitizer, and maintain six feet apart from from other individuals. And if you could possibly work from home, you know, all the better. And I think people are doing a very good job, at least in the state of Minnesota, is uh, following those guidelines. So adding on top of it a snitch line, so to speak, uh, I don't think is uh, is really uh, that productive. So uh, disappointed, but that's been part of the government uh, overreach, you know, and, and this is this is the concern we have. We don't you know, because we object to government overreach doesn't mean we're not taking this pandemic seriously. We absolutely are. But the problem is whenever government issues, say, a tax, good luck repealing that tax. And it's the same when the government issues some sort of order and they set a precedent for these executive orders. Um, good luck on them ever dialing it back when there are future crises that take place. Uh, Vincent's on line one. Vincent, we need to take a break. If there's any chance you can hold during the break, I promise we will get to your call when we come back. And if you, any other folks like to call in, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And we have the Facebook Live going on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page if you care to comment on the video there as well. Back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. My friends, Dennis Prager here, and they're at it again. The left is doing their best to silence ideas they don't like. On the college campus, in social media, and at your place of work, if you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the left will try to shut you down. I've experienced this, and you, your children, and your grandchildren will or already have. My friends, it is time to fight back and defend our values, and that is why I made the film No Safe Spaces. Hollywood doesn't want you to see this film, which is why... Believe it or not, this is really amazing. You won't see it on Netflix or Amazon Prime. But now you can watch No Safe Spaces for a limited time at nosafespaces.com. It's time to fight back against the attack on free speech and protect our American values. In any event, it's just a great film. See No Safe Spaces starring Adam Carolla and me at nosafespaces.com. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services, so your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. Millions estimate their benefits online so they can do what they want offline. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.
slash taxpayer expense. So open up your morning light and say a little prayer for I. You know that if we are to stay alive and see the peace in every eye. Welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. With any comments or questions, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, we do have a call on line one. Is Vincent still with us? Okay. Vincent, I appreciate your patience. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, sir. Well, thank you very much there. You talking about these water posters, dead or alive, reminded me when I was a kid, I was drawing them in Swatch of the Westerns, but there was two brothers, Frank and Jesse. Sure. James. Mm-hmm. They were veterans of the Civil War now, so they're going to have my picture up there, too, walking around the Skyway getting food. They're going to the post office there, you know. I wonder how much they'll charge to get my... Hope it doesn't get to that, Vincent. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, but I was being facetious, of course. But know, this idea, know, but, you know, uh, that they're encouraging people to uh, to uh, to kind of tattle on their neighbors. I don't know. I just uh, I'm a little behind the pale. But uh, talk about what the uh, serious one about people dying. Um, are they doing a see? Let's say they got a heart problem or some other problem with their body before all this came about. Now, are they doing an autopsy on them? To make sure it's a heart disease or the virus that killed them? Yeah, it's a good question. I know I saw a story, NPR, the other day where if a patient ends up passing away uh, from severe respiratory problems, uh, they just by default, in a lot of cases, at least for the time being, listed as COVID-19 as the cause of death. So even folks in the health, some officials within the health department, particularly the infectious disease area, are conceding, yeah, some of these fatalities, and I think there's been 22 in Minnesota thus far, there could be more in the next few days, uh, could be a bit overinflated. But again, this is just, they, they at least they say, that's just, be, that's just provisionally uh, documenting these uh, deaths as COVID-19 related if the victim has a uh, respiratory issue. So the short answer is no, and very... And in a, with the exception of very rare instances, are they doing on autopsy? Thank you very much. Okay. I, I'm glad I could satisfy his curiosity. Thanks, Vincent. We appreciate your call as always. So, yeah, that's something to keep an eye upon because, obviously, if if they're looking to glean from mortality rate as best way to, uh, you know, to take action, future action, whether, you know, governors decide to lift the stay-at-home orders or, or what have you, um, or say, hey, if you're going to go out, it's okay to go out a little more in the public. Just be sure you wear a face mask. You know, obviously they're going to rely a lot on this data. And how helpful will it be if the the, the mortality rate for COVID-19 goes up if you're tracking by uh, cause of death, but in actuality it could be just attributable to a respiratory ailment that may not necessarily have been COVID-19. So we'll see. Uh, there's, you know, I talked a little bit about, you know, government intervention and government red tape and bureaucracy that is inhibiting their response in a lot of areas. And one piece I found interesting was at Reason.com. Eric Bame wrote about if America could import countless more face masks or America could import countless more face masks if federal regulators would get out of the way. And. This is a concern that has plagued a lot of hospitals where they don't feel like they're having the proper tools. It's like these hospital workers, you know, we're, we get this is our job and we're, we're committed to our jobs, but we, we, don't, we want to decrease our risk to serious illness, if at all possible. Now, when you work in a hospital, obviously you're going to be uh, susceptible to it, but you want to decrease the risk of serious illness as much as possible. And I'll read this piece from Reason.com. Despite spending the past few weeks assuring Americans that wearing a face mask in public is not necessary to stop the spread of COVID-19, the Centers for Disease Control is reportedly reconsidering that stance. 
According to the New York Times, the CDC is mulling changes to its guidelines for who should be wearing face masks due to evidence that COVID-19 outbreak is being spread largely by people lacking symptoms of the disease. There is also mounting circumstantial evidence that counties or countries, excuse me, where mask wearing is more of a cultural norm have had greater success in containing the disease's spread. But there's one big problem with all of that, a shortage of medical-grade N95 face masks. Now, let me interject here. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but someone brought this up recently. Is it possible that the CDC was downplaying the need for wearing masks in public because they knew there was a shortage and therefore medical workers and people in the front lines at hospitals were priority in receiving these? And therefore, if people are exercising the social distancing or staying at home, they're not going to need a face mask anyways. Um, that's I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Someone may have broached that subject, but... Um, I happen to think that as more data has come out, the CDC, you know, like with anything is kind of recalibrated their expectations and kind of their findings. Uh, one of the reasons why America is facing a face mask shortage is the CDC itself. Hospitals are only allowed to make purchase are only allowed to purchase masks from suppliers certified by both the CDC and the Food and Drug Administration, though they can accept donations from any source. Many foreign companies that make face masks lack those certifications, which limits the imported supply available to meet America's rising demand. Even suppliers who are certified to sell masks to Americans have to navigate a weeks-long bureaucratic process before orders can be fulfilled. Folks, we don't have weeks. I mean, are you seeing the rising mortality rates in some of these highly uh, populated cities? We don't have weeks. Uh, Suppliers who aren't certified by those federal agencies can't legally bring their products into the United States. That means supplies of K95 masks, a Chinese certification for face masks at 3M Corporation's personal safety division, says are reasonable to consider as equivalent to N95 masks, can't, can't, illegally imported by hospitals for healthcare workers to use. But thankfully, markets are finding a way. As Vox reports, mask importers are navigating a newly found unofficial gray market to get NK95 masks into the U.S., where demand for protective medical gear is spiking and will climb further if the federal government tells Americans to start wearing masks in public at all times. Now, I got a question. If it gets to the point where anybody going out in public, you know, you can still go someplace in public like the grocery store or the gas station or if you have an emergency medical issue, obviously, to the hospital. Uh, is if And you wear a mask or a bandana or something. I mean, does that have to be, like, certified? Does that have to be signed off on by some sort of government agency? Like, are you in violation of... The stay-at-home order, if, say, you go out to the grocery store, which you're allowed to do, but you're not wearing the, uh, but you're, say, wearing a bandana. Again, we're not to the point where you have to wear a face mask in public. Yeah, and I don't know how they'd regulate that. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. How, how are they going to enforce that if that does become the case? So, yeah, that's the, a, lot of, a lot of questions here. Again, we're not to that point yet, and this is something that obviously, if the government is considering this, they're going to have to consider how are citizens of a given state going to get access uh, to these particular products. Uh, so the bottom line is the FDA and CDC should get out of the way so these ad hoc markets can operate legally. Uh, due to the worldwide shortage of N95 masks, the operative question for FDA regulators is not whether a Chinese K95 mask is preferable to an American N95 mask, wrote Alan Stapp, Director of Technology Policy at Progressive Policy Institute, a uh, Caleb Watney and Caleb Watney, a tech policy fellow with the Free Market R Street Institute, is in a forthcoming paper on regulatory changes, challenges facing face mask suppliers. The question is, they continue, whether it's better than the CDC's recommendation that healthcare professionals might use homemade masks, e.g., bandana or scarf, for care of patients with COVID 19 as a last resort. Now, according to CDC's own data, it takes an average of 95 days to approve new certifications for face mask suppliers. 
that's far too long, even at the best of times. So, again, what we're finding out is, you know, you know, Trump and his administration, they're taking the slings and arrows on this for their response. Some of the criticism deserves, some of it hyperbole. But make no mistake, the this federal red tape and bureaucracy that stands in the way of some of the some of this progress, okay, that long predates a Trump administration. Long predates. Uh, Dick from Andover is on line one. Dick, we have to go to a commercial break. But again, if there's any way you can hold during the break, I promise to take your call. First thing when we come back on this next segment, right here, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. OurOldNumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through. And most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family wherever they are and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing don't wait another day take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print you've already written a book so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to dorns publishing and get your free guide to publishing call right now 800-482-8399 800-482-8399 that's 800-482-8399 I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280 The Patriot, and for years, this great station has been fighting to keep the Twin Cities right. As we head into 2020, I would ask that you help us continue the fight by supporting our local sponsors who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities. Now, here's a word from our friend, Dennis Prager. I I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. And helping fighters is as good and noble as fighting. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station. And that is just patronize their sponsors. Those sponsors, they are making us possible. No sponsors, we're talking to ourselves. By supporting the local businesses you hear on this station, you help support us as we continue to keep the Twin Cities right. Welcome back, Cam Twelve Eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Here to take your phone calls: six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show hashtag NARN Show with any comments or questions. Do have a couple of callers on the line? Want to get to those right away? Uh, Dick from Andover on line one. Dick, I appreciate your patience. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi, Brad. A um, couple quick things. Uh, hopefully they're quick. Um, that really concern me. <clears throat> and let's start with the models. Um, what I've been reading and my background in, in science and, and, um, and math suggests that the, that, that the numbers were the, the information we're getting off those models is being cut off too soon. In other words, <clears throat> as you see that, as they show these models showing the 
the flattening of the curve, so to speak. Mm. What they're not showing us is is what happens after that. And if you push those models out, and there are a couple of good articles on this that are out on the net by legitimate professors of mathematics that say that all we're doing is pushing the peak further out. And that's dangerous because we're going to push it into the fall potentially. Right. <clears throat> so, so that's number one. Number two is the data on which the models are based. Number one is that they, a lot of that is coming from overseas data. Sure. And Italy is a big part of that. And, and we know that Italy's got a large number of people die, that have died, more than just about anybody else. The issue there is that for the last four to five years, Italy, northern Italy particularly, has had a significant number of, of, of elderly pay, people die. Um, and you've got to take those people out of, the, out of the, the, the death rate up there for Italy in order to really look at it. And if, it's, if that's done, then Italy doesn't look so different from many of the other countries. <clears throat> Number two, Next point. If you look at, at the way in which um, they, they're classifying COVID deaths, they're including anyone who dies with the, the, the COVID um, uh, the respiratory issue. Well, no, with the, with the virus. In other words, if you virus. test positive oh, I see. Yep. And, and you die, regardless of what your cause of death is, mm-hmm. they're going to list you as a COVID. So right. it's not a matter of dying because of COVID. It's a, it's, a, it's a matter of dying with COVID. Sure. So if you die with COVID, you're in, you're in the count. But that's not necessarily what the death rate needs to be based on. Right. The final, the final thing is that the testing that's being done and the tests that are – and you can find this on the websites of the companies that manufacture the test the test um, devices, the swabs and such. <clears throat> but they cannot distinguish between the, the COVID coronavirus and other coronaviruses. So when they test for the, the COVID, um, when they say they're testing for COVID, mm. they're really testing for coronavirus. And that includes the influenza A and B. So there are about 11 different coronaviruses that can interfere with it that are not COVID. So, again, the data suggests that you're overcounting and what, you know, when you do get positives, that you're overcounting the number that are actually due to the the COVID-19 virus. So all I'm saying is, there's a lot of information that we aren't being told because it's too, it becomes very nuanced and very complex. And I think that the reason we're not being told it, not because they don't know it, they know it. The difference is that they don't believe that the American public can actually handle and, and digest it correctly. And they don't want to create a panic. And I understand that. But, but they're going to create a panic. Because people are not going to sit still past May 1st. They're going to go do what they want to do because we're already seeing higher suicide rates or higher um, higher rates of, of all kinds of mental problems. Right. And that, those things extend. So you're almost better off dying than you are having long-term effects um, that are, that are going to that are going to carry over for years um, because you've you've been financially decimated. Yeah, very good, uh, very good call, Dick. Good information. Yeah, and I would also add to that. I think in the state of Minnesota, maybe the Twin Cities, I think two thirds of the nine one one calls have to do with domestic violence, and obviously tensions can escalate when you're feeling financial strain and wondering if you're going to be able to get back to work. If indeed. These uh, stay-at-home orders are lifted anytime soon, and meanwhile, you know you're dealing with you know close quarters with your family. Everybody's on edge, and that has a tendency to escalate. Certainly, no justification for domestic violence at all. I'm just saying we are all human beings that have normal hu- uh, human tendencies and and tensions that have a, have a tendency to rise. 
and I and I've said this I said this during the preview of the show and I said it in other shows live shows as well you know, you know at what point is the is the cure worse than the problem I don't think we're there yet yeah there are there have been suicides attributable to this self isolation and there have been increases of of domestic violence no doubt about it and and that is a I don't know, and that is a sad side effect of all of this, an awful side effect, no doubt about it. But, and you hate to say it this way because every life is precious, but has that been more lives lost than, say, have we just, if we just let everybody run free and be exposed to this, uh, to this disease? Because, you know, again, the very unique component of this is we could be walking around with it and not even know it and spread it to numerous other people and so many others get infected and it exacerbates other health issues that the mortality rate would be significantly higher. Again, I don't know the answer to that, but uh, I don't believe we are there yet where right now the proposed cure is worse than the COVID-19 problem itself. Uh, Bob is calling us from Shoreview. Bob is on line two. Bob, go ahead. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, Yeah, you were talking about uh, whether wearing a bandana or a scarf is technically sufficient you know to meet a, a regulation and i've been i've been reading a lot of stuff by doctors and government agencies so the source is reliable they say that when you're within six feet of somebody and you speak certain sounds like the th sound or the p sound that you actually spray out tiny particles you know that reach people within six feet and uh, I've noticed that when when you're at the store, sometimes you're closer than six feet when you have to come up and pay, you know, with your card or whatever. So in certain situations like that, uh, a bandana, even if it's just cloth, would be helpful. But it's not, you know, 100%. I believe it's, right. it's partially helpful. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I appreciate the call, Bob. I You know, yeah, I think that... Uh, um you know, any. Uh, in fact, we had some had a neighbor of ours who, uh, you know, she kind of has her own mending business in her home. Uh, my wife and I donated uh, some money to the cause to help her buy supplies, and she gave us some, you know, masks so we could put around her ears and whatnot. So, yeah, I certainly know physician, but my point is, is like with these, you know, how 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 serious are they going to be on regulating masks that people wear out in the in the public, you know, and is it, you know, is it a grade of material good enough to, as Bob alluded to, to block certain particles from getting through the material. I mean, you know, I don't, it seems like it. Uh, I tried mine on yesterday and I wasn't going anywhere in public today. I was just driving from home to the station and back home. And Jason and I are, you know, separated by glass and well more than six feet apart. So we're good here from that standpoint. So uh, I didn't bring my mask along with me, but um, yeah, I, that's, that's the thing I'm wondering about is if they eventually put an order, hey, if you have to go out in public, we understand there's still some essential businesses that are open that you can travel to. You have to wear some sort of facial protection. And people, are, Some people are already doing that anyways. I mean, I, when we were leaving from Arizona from our vacation in mid-March, it was, I think it was March 11th we came home, there were already people in the airport wearing face masks because it was already starting to uh, to take off. We had no idea we'd be where we are now. But, uh, yeah, it was starting to uh, definitely... The momentum was uh, rolling along. Uh, tell you what, uh, we do, we'll do. we take an early break. We've got one final segment this hour because I do want to get to a story from down in Florida about a pastor who was arrested for holding a church service. What? Well, only in these times of uh, shelter-in-place orders. Could that happen? We'll discuss that. Take a phone call. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere, or. AM 1280, The Patriot. Attention Walmart shoppers. This is a Jackson Hewitt tax service announcement. Save time and money with Jackson Hewitt and Walmart. For a limited time, you can shop while a skilled Jackson Hewitt tax pro prepares your federal tax return for as little as $48, but no more than $149, only at Jackson Hewitt and Walmart. Hurry, this offer won't last. Get your coupon code and terms at jacksonhewitt.com. Then stop by one of our Walmart locations for this limited time offer to get your taxes done while you shop for only $149 or less. That's Jackson Hewitt and Walmart. 
Hi, this is Lee. And Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We've just been reflecting recently on the unchanging nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've also been reflecting on the fact that we tend to make changes in our business every year, whether it's in equipment or whether it's personnel or even our understanding of how things work in our industry. We're constantly changing and hopefully getting better and better and better all the time. But it's so comforting when you're thinking about these things to remember that the Lord Jesus and his message, the gospel, and the result of believing in the gospel are unchanging. At the Kingdom Builders, we're constantly making changes to serve you better, but there's one thing that doesn't change, that we're centered on the foundation of the Lord Jesus. So if you'd like an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Hi, this is PJ from PJ's Appliance Outlet, your local, family-owned, and operated appliance store. No matter where you live in the Twin Cities, PJ's is worth the drive. We're centrally located in Plymouth. Just this past month, we've had satisfied customers from Maple Grove, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, all over the Twin Cities. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service, great quality products, and unbeatable prices. PJ's has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You can save hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on brand new warrantied name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers, dishwashers and freezers, top brands like LG, Frigidaire and much more. Come visit our showroom today and ask for PJ, Bob or Jake or visit our website at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com where every deal is a steal. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment this hour is me, Brad Carlson. Check out my blog. It's bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take a phone call, 651-289-4488. And we have one full hour to go after this segment, so have plenty of time to get your phone calls. As always, I appreciate the tremendous response. Had a lot of calls last week. Got a few in this week, this hour. And hope for uh, some more coming in the second hour. Again, the number is 651-289-4488. And our good friend Wild Wilson uh, commenting that uh, he's listening on this uh, beautiful day outside, and we appreciate that. Yeah, it is It is a, a nice sunny day. I was a little cool when I left home to come down to the station. It was still in the 40s, but it was uh, bright sunshine, up to 52 now and sunny. Uh, we could get up to 70 on Tuesday. Was I know. It, was that your weather that. forecast, uh, Jason? Uh, I don't go out that far. I try okay. to keep things within about a 24-hour period. That's fair. So when yeah. I'm doing my weather reports, I don't even give tomorrow's weather until about 5 o'clock because I'm like, all right, here's the weather for tonight. And looking at your Monday, here's what's going on tomorrow. So, uh, But, yeah, 70 degrees. That's the first time we've gotten up to the, at least that high so far this spring. I, I'm very happy about that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and again, um, my wife and I both work at home, so we have this routine around lunchtime. You know, we take the dog for a walk for about 15 to 30 minutes and have a quick bite to eat and get back to work. And then uh, once our work day has ended, just before dinner, we'll take the dog for a walk and then come back and have dinner. And um, somebody posted a picture of a dog atop the kitchen cabinet saying, no, for the love of God, no more walks. And I'm thinking our our dog may get to that point because she's oh, getting older. Every good dog loves a good Well, walk. she's almost 12 and she's okay, getting older. And fair enough. we took her on a walk yesterday afternoon and we noticed how much slower she was moving. So <laughs> Please uh, stop. This maybe, is too yeah, much exercise. <laughs> pretty much. But she's in great shape for a uh, for a little 12-year-old dog because mm-hmm. well, she, get, she gets multiple walks a day, yeah. at least in the spring and summer. What and kind of dog is she? A little, it's a Shizu Bishan mix, so they call it a Shishan. A Shishan. Yeah. Okay. So There's so many different crossbreeds these days, I can't keep track of all of them. There really is, yeah. So uh, I do want to get to the story down in Florida. I mentioned that a uh, pastor was arrested for holding a church service. Now, again, that sounds sensationalistic, but in these times of COVID-19 and social distancing and stay-at-home orders, you can understand 
that these law enforcement officials will just enforcing the edict put down by their state's governors. And I'll read this. This is from Conservative Review uh, columnist. Let me be sure to get the columnist right. Daniel Horowitz. Uh, In case you still think every unilateral action taken by local officials is driven by science and intrepid concern for public safety and health, I present to you the case of Hillsborough County Sheriff Chad Cronister. On Monday, after holding a virtue signaling press conference lecturing the public on the Bible, Cronister arrested Pastor Rodney Howard Brown for holding services on Sunday, even though his lawyer says he was following CDC guidelines for sanitation and social distancing. His reckless disregard for human life put hundreds of people in his congregation at risk and thousands of residents who may interact with them this week in danger, the sheriff said. The sheriff really cares about human life and public safety, right? Well, now Channel 10 News in Tampa is reporting that Chronister has released 163 prisoners as a precautionary measure to avoid spreading the virus in jail, as if somehow taking them out of the ultimate quarantine into the general population will stop the spread, and as if criminals will actually abide by the home confinement Chronister so zealously wants to impose on all citizens. Yet again, here is another example of law enforcement and others, and not all law enforcement, but some in law enforcement and these you know virtue signaling proggies talking about... Uh, you know, they use the same mindset when it comes to guns. You know, it's just like, we have to do all we can to get guns off the street. And it's here, it's like, well, these that's inhumane to be locked up in a prison where they could get exposed to COVID. We have to let them get out and, and, and in their own home, and then they can, they can distance themselves. Well, again, criminals don't follow gun laws, and criminals probably are not going to follow shelter-in-place laws. Okay? Now, again, I... Look, where my wife and I go to church, our pastor has been very adamant. He says, look, we're going to take the proper precautions necessary. You know, as of two, three, I think it was three weeks ago, he says, we're no longer we're no longer going to be having service, you know, here at church. I mean, we'll broadcast the service live from the pulpit here in the church, but there's only going to be a handful of people there, you know, the musicians and the staff pastors, and everybody's going to be more than six feet apart. So there's just a dozen, maybe two dozen people in a huge sanctuary, but you can still watch online and you know, in the confines of your own home, you know, while still getting the word of God. Okay. So this pastor, I guess, defies the uh, shelter in place law and social distancing uh, protocol that was handed down. And I don't know how many people were in the service, but this pastor insisted that he was following the CDC guidelines for sanitation and social distancing. So if they're gathering in this congregation and they're more than six feet apart, what's the issue? You know, is it because you can't gather more than a handful of people? Well, which is it? Which is which is more important? Is it the number of people or is it the six feet apart? Because if you have 100 people but they're all six feet apart, well, you're exceeding, say, no uh, gatherings of more than 50 people, but you're maintaining the social distancing. So I don't know. Uh, I think uh, I think the pastor's lawyer or a uh, – I just lost it. Sorry about that. Well, there was a there was a great point that um, a gentleman had, uh, Doctor Everett Piper, who I uh, who I've had when I've uh, uh, hosted on KKMS. Uh, he linked to a uh, Facebook post. Let me see if I can find it. I have so many tabs open; it's kind of an inhibitor. Yeah, Matthew uh, Matthew Staver. Let me get his uh, uh, credentials. Matthew Staver is. Want to get his credentials correct? I think I think he's a. Uh, I think he is a uh, pastor, and I believe he's uh, also a lawyer specializing uh, specifically in safeguarding others' rights. Don't quote me on that, but he made an excellent point nonetheless. Uh, Communism couldn't do it. Socialism and fascism couldn't do it. The nuclear Cold War couldn't do it. Climate, cooling, heating, change, scaremongers couldn't do it. The most powerful hostile military couldn't do it. Radical Islamic jihadists couldn't do it. SARS, MERS, H1N1, and a long list of other diseases couldn't do it. But COVID-19 did it. A collapse of the economy. Loss of freedom. A single mother tonight is wondering how to feed her children and pay rent. Homeless cannot gather for a meal or be housed with more than 10 people. The churches won't help because they have shut their doors. Domestic and child abuse will increase under this tension and confinement. 
How many people are willing to hurt and how much freedom are we willing to lose? These extreme restrictions cannot be justified by the alleged threat. So I, again, I've, I've emphasized this the last couple weeks and I've emphasized on a couple, uh, I, on a, uh, yeah, Matt Staver, he's an American lawyer and a, uh, uh, Southern Baptist minister and former dean of Liberty University's law school. So that's his background, for those of you wondering. So these are the things that that I concern myself with. It's like, can you justify these increased incidents of domestic violence and you know, suicide rates possibly ticking up because of this self-isolation, because people may not have the proper access to the mental health treatment that they were otherwise getting before this quarantine? You know, and so... It's a balance that we have to have. I absolutely understand and will abide by the quarantine in in my home and the social distancing and not gathering in 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 public with large gatherings, given what we know about this. But a lot of people feel like they aren't getting all the facts for reasons I've laid out this hour. Specifically, you know, the uh uh there some in the Minnesota Department of Health where you know residents Minnesota residents who have died from COVID-19 if they just had a respiratory issue they didn't do an autopsy to confirm officially if it was actually COVID-19 they just by default went with that as cause of death okay where well, who knows and so people if understandably are going to start to get suspicious and as one of the previous callers said um, some are going to get to the point come May 1st, this isn't going to fly anymore if we're continuing to, to push this out. So we need coherence from our leaders, you know, and you feel like they're putting out solid statements, coherent statements, but then when you see the facts come out afterwards and expectations are be re, being recalibrated, it's going to get to the point where we're not going to, where people are not going to uh, adhere to it anymore. So uh, definitely a difficult balance, that is for certain, and I don't envy any uh, decision, key decision makers in this process. Uh, we do have a caller on line one, Larry from Bloomington. Larry, obviously we're up against a break. That's the end of the first hour. If there's any way you can hold during the break or call back right at uh, two minutes after 2 o'clock, I promise we'll take your call when we come back. And uh, hour number one is in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments right here, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. It pays to be kind when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter. So go to am1280thepatriot.com and click on the Kindness Challenge to enter. You can be rewarded for simple acts of kindness. Keep on loving. I remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 366 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do Minnesota's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! 
Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Need quotes on roofing, siding, or windows, but don't want several salespeople trouncing through your home? Well, just a few pictures from you and a short phone call with me, and I'll email you three competing quotes on any brand from three trusted local contractors. Set up a virtual appointment today at GetMyThreeQuotes.com.